And so uh, the house sold, we got the final offer. We were in a, this little one bedroom rented apartment in, in the city. Uh, that's where we you know, ended up. So we go from this beautiful house to this little one bedroom apartment. And uh, my wife said, okay, I'm going to go visit my brother in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So she got on a flight. And uh, that evening I sat down and crafted a, my suicide note. Wow. And wow. I'm a uh, engineer and project manager. So, but I just come across about a week before I came across this, what I call blueprint document that gave me a glimmer of hope. say that <laughs> greeting star season welcome to a cosmic journey the comedy podcast about science and spirituality where we discuss everything in the universe from the physical to the metaphysical i'm demi wild and i'm jay maceo this week we've got cosmic news stories like how tupac's murder car is still up for sale and keeps getting lowball offers why would they do that why to tupac or how miami international airport is utilizing covid sniffing dogs to keep their airport safe <laughs> And on our YouTube channel Monday, you can catch Cosmic News in video format. And on Wednesday, you can catch my Cosmic Insights, where I'll be talking about what hinders manifestation. So be sure to subscribe. Do that. Do that. Also, later on the show, we take a deep dive into a black hole. Splash. To to discuss the connection between science and spirituality with our guest, D. Neil Elliott. Yeah. How has this week been for you? Well, we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it seems yeah, it seems like a, a while. I was gone for a week. Yes, okay. Well, like five days or something like that. And then I just kind of have been doing some stuff this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. <laughs> Show ahead. Yeah, what have you been up to? Um hanging out. Uh <laughs> so funny. I'm I'm well, I'll just say this. Uh, we talk about TV shows sometimes. Yeah. So someone uh, turned me on to BoJack Horseman. Oh, which I, I haven't watched that. I never thought I'd like it, and I'm addicted to it. Yeah. I mean, I hear it's really good. Yeah, I've heard that too, but I was like, no, nah, it's nothing I want to watch. And I just happened to be with somebody that's like, let's watch this. And uh, yeah, but I've been playing a lot of shows. Yeah, you've been playing a lot of shows. Uh, just got an offer for another one uh, mm-hmm. today, which will be uh, on the 12th playing one on the third so yeah i mean i've been most of this week i've been like tired and not wanting to see people just like wanting to kind of chill mm-hmm. and be on the couch mm-hmm. but uh i'm also good things are happening too and i'm getting offers for things and i mm-hmm. think i just needed a little bit of time to recharge but totally. that's what's going on what about you you know i'm really <laughs> you totally sidestepped one of the biggest things that happened to you you have a new single out Oh, has it been that long? Yeah, Jesse James. Oh, okay. It literally came out like a week ago or something, right? Uh, on the ninth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been it's been a little two while. weeks. Yeah. yeah. 
but maybe we oh we didn't do it came two out the week ago. that i left oh okay or the day that i left actually. okay yeah so the uh, i had a single that came out jesse james yeah uh, you can find it on spotify and apple music and iTunes, if you still go there, wherever you stream <laughs> yeah. music, Amazon, wherever you stream music, it's called Jesse James, and it's by Jay Maceo. You can me. you can find that in the uh, show description down below. I have a show link notes. to your to your Spotify all the time. So oh nice, so, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I went to Vegas on that day on the ninth um, with my mom. It's been uh, it was cool. It was okay. Um, Vegas is Vegas, as I've realized that I'm not a vegas person i don't think oh yeah uh, there were so many straight people there <laughs> and just like just drunk people and it was okay oh, so many straight people you yeah, so many straight people so many straight people straight people everywhere um it was <laughs> i mean every it was just, i'm not a big like i'm not a hardcore drinker like I'll, I'll drink i drink with my mom a couple times but like i i'm not a hardcore drinker I'm not gonna like I go to the bar and like hang out type person mm. um, once in a while, but you can't, their bars out there are like crazy. So, and plus you can just walk around with alcohol, but uh, and I'm not a gambler. So like, I just kind of like walked around saw the casinos. I, I saw the, the kind of sites and stuff and I was like, okay, cool. I'm done. I saw it. Um, I did see RuPaul's Drag Race live. Oh, nice. That was cool. Um, that was a really good show. Um, we met actually the people that we were sat next to, uh, on the same table at the same table with we're from LA. Actually, they live like one of the guys used to live uh, or they do, but they were a couple. They live across the street from the Grove where I work. And one of them used to work at the Grove across the street where I work. Oh wow. <laughs> So that was interesting. That was kind of a small world moment. Um, but uh, I wanted to talk about my ball sack for a moment. Um, so speak on it. I've been seeing a man friend. And uh, during sexy time, one one time, uh, I wore a cock ring, and <laughs> Johnny cock ring. And I fell asleep with it on, and so it was on for a good like you know, ten hours perhaps. Like we slept in even, so it might have even been on longer than that. Damn. And so I took it off, and I thought nothing of it. I was like, whatever. Went to work, I think the next day, and I had a little pain. It wasn't bad, but I was like, this, oh, is, this is weird. Um, but it went away. And then maybe like two days ago, uh, my ball started, my left nut <laughs> started swelling. It's like the size of a lemon. Jeez. And I'm like, okay, this is a problem. I And so I was trying to call my doctor. My doctor wouldn't see me. I have an appointment on Tuesday, but even though it was an emergency, they wouldn't see me. They, they're like, we can't fit you in. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is not okay. They said, go to urgent care, call your insurance company. So call the insurance company. They said, we don't have a list of urgent care places that you can go. You have to get that from your doctor. Oh, wow. So I'm like, this is so dumb. So I was on the phone with both my insurance agent and the doctor's office, and they were screaming at each other for like 30 minutes. Jeez. I've never seen anything so insane in my life or heard something insane. I was like, this is completely bonkers. So um, needless to say, nothing happened. Like we, we ended up being um, like, you know, nothing happened. I went to the emergency room and got taken care of there, but uh, I was so hurt by how my doctor's office handled that situation. I, I get it. They're overworked. They're booked solid for months, but if I can't be seen right away for something that I need done, yeah. there's a problem. And so um, that 
insurance agent was lovely. She was an angel. We, we sat on the phone for like another like 30 minutes or so and uh, found a new doctor. So now I'm actually at the same doctor office. You are. Oh, nice. Different doctor. But um, yeah, so I'm actually going to be at your doctor's office from now on. But yeah, if anybody ever has insurance problems, I know the healthcare system in this country is bullshit. Um, but if you ever have insurance problems or you ever have problems with your doctor, do not hesitate to change doctors. Like if, if you have problems similar to mine, change because if if you can't be seen, there's there's something really wrong. Oh yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, you know better than me. Like I it's so funny. I wouldn't I I would just go to the emergency room. Like I, I wouldn't think to call my doctor. I I know nothing about this is to show you how little yeah uh, I use my health care. Yeah, when I know I should. Yeah, I mean, whoa, and I'm sorry, I just got a, a text. Oh, right, from, <laughs> right from your <laughs> from the doctor's from the doctor's uh, office. Yeah, coincidence. They knew we were talking about. They were them. totally. So uh, we kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but I did want to talk about one TV show I've been watching, mm-hmm. uh, uh, The White Lotus. Okay. So I signed back up for HBO Go, and um, this show is so good. I'm so glad. I, I signed up to watch Game of Thrones, but I actually wanted to watch. I also wanted to watch uh, the White Lotus that came out, and it has Jennifer Coolidge in it, mm. um, uh, Molly Shannon's in it, um, a bunch of really good actors. But it's all about these like bougie white people uh, on this vacation in Hawaii who are just kind of like the worst people ever. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge plays the best character. She's like this crazy distraught woman trying to like scatter the ashes of her mom, but she's just a basket case that cannot handle anything herself. Um, and it's just, it's wild. It's crazy. It's a really good show. So if you guys ever watch it or want to watch it, it's a really great show. Well, what in game of Thrones, you got to what, what season are you on? Uh, I still, I'm like episode like four. Oh my God. Okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So far, does it seem kind of slow? Yeah. I mean, that was the problem that I had with it in the beginning was it was so slow. I can't, I can't function. I, you um, won't, you won't feel like that at the end of the, uh, you'll be, sh- I know it by the end of the season, you'll be shouting at your TV screen. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I already yeah. know what happens. I've seen synopsis. I've seen stuff oh. online about it. So I'm, I'm not like super, I'm not going to be, I, spoilers don't really bother me. Um, so I kind of already know what happens, but again, oh. I haven't, I, I, the, the chain of events that happen, I, I don't know exactly what happens. So okay. I'll be, I'll be mostly surprised. It's not, it's not crazy. But anywho, uh, that's pretty much everything that's been going on. Uh, ball sack aside, let's talk about the astrology forecast, shall we? Let's talk about it. So this was um, a few days ago, but we had a full moon in Pisces. This is the day that I actually went on the to the beach with my man friend. Um, it was very nice. It was like, but I had a channel message this week because um, I felt like, you know, at times we can be, we drift, we drift or like, we feel like we're drifting. We're not exactly where we should be uh, at this point in life. But I had this message that I wanted to share that it was called everywhere you, it says everywhere you go, there you are, which mm. to me means no matter where you are, you're in the right place. You're on the right track. Oh, wait, wherever you go, wherever you go, there you are. I take it to mean like, like, wherever you go, you take whatever you are with you. Be it like some people like to do geographics. I'm like, oh, I'll just go to this town and it'll be better. And you're taking the same person with you. Like, oh, you're, you're, the, you're talking about like an actual like physical location. No, I'm saying. Or just. Or? Okay, wait. Yeah, I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. 
Oh, wait, wait. That, I thought there's a saying like that. That's kind of similar. There to that. is. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Wherever you go, there you are. This came in my in my mind. I, oh. I didn't look it up anywhere. But um, oh. uh, yeah, everywhere you go, there you are. To, oh. to me, that means like, you know, no matter where you are, you're on the right track. You know, you're you're in the place that you're that you should be. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. There you yeah, go. To me, anyways. Interpret it how you how you like. Um, so on the 20th, we had a full moon in Pisces. Um, I had a it was a very emotionally charged day, but it was a very good emotionally charged day for me. Um, you know, Pisces definitely has a lot of like spiritual energy, a lot of like kind of dreaminess to it. And it was kind of a dreamy experience for me. Uh-huh. Um, so it was nice. Um, on the 22nd, we also entered Libra season. It is also Libra season now. And summer's over. And summer's over officially. That was, I think that was the day of the equinox or was that yesterday? Uh, the tw- I think it was the 22nd. I think it was the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anywho, Libra is obsessed with symmetry. Oh no, it was the 23rd. I have that written down. Oh, <laughs> so, the 23rd? Uh-huh. So that that uh, fall began? Yep. I'm going to Google challenge it. Do it. Oh, right now? Okay. Yeah, we'll do this. Okay. Um, so Libra is obsessed with symmetry and strives to create equilibrium in all areas of life. Ruled by Venus, the planet that governs love, beauty, and money, Libras adore high art, intellectualism, aesthetics, and connoiss- connoisseurship. Libras tend to surround themselves with stunning objects and create environments that reflect their exquisite tastes. My man friend is a Libra. Ooh. Uh, while Libra's opposite Ooh. sign Aries represents me, Libra symbolizes we. Relationships are paramount for Libras. Was I wrong? 22nd. Oh, yeah, 22nd, yeah. Libra season is, is officially the day. Libra. Or when, when it goes into Libra. Is Librarian. The of the equinox. Uh, so find balance in companionship. They love harmonious partnerships with fashionable mates, especially those who make attractive arm, arm candy. Libra governs the skin, and these air signs are highly motivated by physical appearance. Um, so on the equinox, I... I I was wrong. It's the 22nd. On this day, there is an equal amount of day and night, which marks a shift into winter, just like the seasons. People can change, and we and we can use this moment to reflect on the energy of the summer and plan for the future next year. Reap the rewards of what you've cultivated the last year. You deserve it. Don't forget to plant your seeds for next year. What are some things that you are hoping to plant for next year? Uh, financial stability. Definitely mm-hmm. more financial stability. Uh some of them, I don't know why I'm embarrassed to say some of these things. Uh, <laughs> I definitely would like to a relationship. I think yeah. though I think those two things, you know, romance and finance, I think that's a good place to start. That's yeah. a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy, a healthy romantic mm-hmm. relationship. Yes. Yes. Be specific with your manifestations. Yeah. Um, same, you know, that luckily time time will tell what happens now, but you mm. know, I think I'm in a good place right now. Um uh, I, I want to make more connections with people like, you know, more, you know, business connections, more, um, mm. you know, things that that will help create a stable kind of network for me to, you know, progress within my career later on. Um, what? No, I just I realized I totally didn't say anything about like I want my music to take off and I hope that I get some a song or some songs placed in TV or film. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just didn't romance, finance, sustenance. Sunstance. Yeah. <laughs> Music stance. <laughs> yes. I know. I was trying to make it rhyme too. Um, um, yeah, I think I mean mostly that's that's all I would really I would like more money. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, those three things too. Pretty good, pretty yeah. good start. 
So we have a little bit of a, of a tribulation on the day that this is coming out. On the 27th, Mercury enters retrograde. Mercury enters its retrograde phase for approximately the next six weeks. Ooh. Be sure not to make any big purchases, business deals, or life changes during this time if you can help it. As the planet of communication moving backwards can possibly cause problems for you in the future. Make sure your electronic equipment and Wi-Fi are up to snuff. That way you are, uh, that way, uh, and that what? whoa, what did I write? And that the way you are speaking to, and that the way you are, okay. Speaking to others is clear, concise, and conscious of who is on the receiving end as miscommunication is bound to happen. You know what? what's funny? Uh, when you were talking about the make sure your electronic commit, commitment, uh, equipment and Wi-Fi are mm-hmm. up to snuff. I don't know why I thought about this, but there was someone, I talked about this in the show. Mm-hmm. I was working with someone who produced one of my songs, and I don't know how I did this. I was parallel parking, and I guess I had his text thread open. And with my legs somehow. Oh, you it's right. Yes, I accidentally <laughs> texted a risque pic. Uh, it was a dick pic, whatever, to uh, a, a straight person who was working on uh, some stuff for me. And there was, I didn't realize that I had done it until their, their <laughs> response was, they just emphasized it. They had an iPhone and it was like, emphasize that uh, and, I was like, <gasps> and I was like oh my god oh my god I, I actually texted oh my god oh my god anyhow i don't want that to happen so i'm going to be uh, was that um during the last retrograde perhaps uh this was i remember the date it was the uh 7 7 was the date okay i don't think it was yeah um yeah so Anyways, yeah, be sure to not accidentally send dick pics to your your, your boss or whatever. Um, <laughs> Seriously. Stuff like that can happen. Um, so, furthermore, September 25th, we have Mars trine Saturn. This positive aspect gives us both the power of action and the ability to structure our lives in such a way that is most beneficial to our well-being. This is a great energy for saving money and balancing your bills, organizing your closet, or home improvement projects. On the 29th, Venus trine Neptune. This is a great aspect for romance. Venus and her power of love mentality mixed with Neptune's dreaminess can make for some very sensual stimulation. Fantasy, inventiveness, and style all benefit from this harmonious aspect for artists, creativity, inspiration, and imagination all benefit as well. Uh, Another one, the following day, September 30th, Venus square Jupiter. This might be a little bit of a damper. On the previous aspect, beware of becoming emotionally dependent artist block or spending uh, an exorbitant amount of money awareness is key mm. um so just make sure you're conscious about your actions and stuff and then the things that you're happening inside your relationships whether they be romantic or otherwise uh october 1st mercury square pluto dominant intellectualism obsessive studying or learning about anything and my way or the highway attitudes could be uh, a detriment during this time Remember, not everyone works, thinks, or learns in the same way that you do. Ooh. Mm. Can I say something just about the astrology stuff? Totally. I And I t- uh, texted you uh, during this, too. When I was doing, uh, I just happened to go on my co-star this week. Mm-hmm. And what it talked about was so specifically what was going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it talked about, you know, getting attached. And I think in certain ways I had been. Mm-hmm. But it also talked about... I had like written this letter that I didn't send someone, but it was one of those things. I'm going to get these thoughts out whether I send it or not. And it was, it said something like, you've just written a letter, but blah, blah, blah. I was like, what the hell? Like it was that specifically like, yeah. That actually happened to me a couple of days ago too. When I checked it, it actually had something that was like literally happening that day. Yeah. And it was was weird. What the fuck? 
because I know everybody who has my, you know, signed similar birth chart can't be like, you know, had written written the letter then. I, I'll learn how to speak one day. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I beat you. Uh, funny, funny for podcasting. And we don't know how to fucking talk. Anywho, um, we have the uh, four of cups here, the luxury. So four being uh, emotional stability, uh, for, uh, fortified uh, changes and stuff, and stability, uh, protective instinct. So stuff within uh, our emotional realm, uh, things are really kind of stabilizing so that we, we, we can kind of move forward with that. And actually speaking of moving forward, we have the chariot. Um, so again, that forward movement stuff that we had going on, uh, you know, previously is now kind of like in action. We're, we're kind of moving forward with our plans, ideas, whatever they might be. And also the two of pentacles change. Hmm. Um, I'm going to put a couple, two of pentacles, two of discs, actually. Uh, change, transformation, uh, turn of events, diversity, or variation. So yeah, anything having to do with change, anything having to do with movement of our plans. And um Emotional stability. Stability. Yeah. Stabilidad. I'm going to do one more thing because I got these new cards. Ooh. I got these new um, Oracle cards from big ass cards from Barnes and Noble. They're actually, they're called the, the cosmic journey Oracle. And I had to get them of course. Ooh. So I'm going to pull one card from this. Ooh, 11. We text, Ooh. we text each other Whoa. every day at, at 11, 11. 11. Uh, each evolutionary turn requires you to give up who you think you are. Ooh. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Um, shall we get into the news? News. Was that even? That wasn't even English. Shall we get into the news? What the hell is even that? What the hell is even that? <laughs> so we have cosmic news. We have uh, news stories of the cosmic variety. <laughs> uh, so this uh, supernova uh, tells us some things. Uh, about 10 billion years ago, a star exploded in a far off galaxy named MRG M0138. I thought that said MGK because I've been thinking about Machine Gun Kelly lately. I don't machine know gun- <gasps> the other night. Uh-huh. My man friend and I watched an entire vit like weird art video of all of Machine Gun Kelly. Oh wow! Which was horrible. We were like talking so much shit on it. There was one one song that was good, but it was awful. I, I gotta say this. I might catch heat for this, but this is just my opinion. Eminem and uh, MGK had a like a, a two tracks dissing each other, mm-hmm. and I think MGK just like won that by like no contest, like. You know, and it's funny because people are like Eminem. I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, I like both artists. I just I don't know why I just got into that. So we were talking shit mm-hmm. on on Machine Gun Kelly mm-hmm. because yes, he's a rapper, mm-hmm. but now he's doing this weird punk thing, and that's what this whole thi- this oh, whole video yeah. was. And it was like a punk album or something that he did like a whole like art video to. With, is he with, with Young all Blood? Of the songs, yeah, with Young Blood and Black Bear or whatever. The song with Black Bear is actually good, but all the rest of them were awful. And the entire time he is pretending to play guitar, which is what we were making fun of the most because it, he's not even on the rhythm. He's not even like he is just like the worst air guitar ever. <laughs> so we were talking so much shit. Anywho, please continue about your story. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about a uh, delayed supernova that can uh, tell how fast the universe expands. Great segue. <laughs> yes. 
some of the light from that explosion of the uh, star uh, later encountered a gravitational lens. Was actually it was encountered uh, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was captured from a gravitational lens. Now in two in twenty sixteen. Uh, the supernova appeared in Earth's sky as three distinct points of light, each marking three different paths uh, that the light took to get here, uh, which I find cool. Uh, the researchers predict that the supernova supernova will appear again in the late 2030s. So uh, the time delay could provide a more precise estimate for the distance of the supernova's host galaxy. So it's this thing mm. is telling us, I love it, three different lights it's mm -hmm. like taking through the light is taking three different paths to get the earth like i kind of think that's cool three beams yeah it's crazy Bing. uh and at the uh the time now the time delay late may let astronomers refine estimates of the hubble constant uh the parameter that describes how fast the universe expands so the hubble concept constant is the parameter in which describes i'm just reading uh, <laughs> but, but that's basically what what they what they use to calculate the the size of the universe yeah is the hubble constant yes so now it could it could help do that the original three points of light appeared in images from the hubble space telescope uh, astronomers at the university of copenhagen discovered all three points of light had vanished indicating a supernova Ooh. not just a regular nova it was it had Nova with the Cape uh, by calculating uh, how that's why I don't comment anymore uh, <laughs> by calculating how the intervening clusters gravity alters the path of the supernova's light. Uh, they can predict the supernova will appear again in 2037. Around that time, Hubble may burn up uh, in the atmosphere. The team uh, dubs the supernova. S.N. Requiem. Requiem for a dream. I was thinking that. Uh, no longer, the, the longer it takes for S.N. Requiem to appear, the farther from Earth host galaxy, which means a lower Hubble constant and an older universe. Mm, how old is the universe? Really old. Really old. Lady never tells her age. Speaking of old, there is an old man in prison. That was good. Yes, was nice good. segue. Old man in prison who was uh, revived from death and says he has served his life sentence. <laughs> that is awesome. This is a bit of an older, uh, a bit of an older, older article. It was it published in twenty late twenty nineteen, but I found it very interesting. Uh, so, what does it mean to complete a life sentence in prison? One prisoner claims he has done it by serving time until the moment of his death, and says it is well past time to set him free. Benjamin Schrieber made an argument to an appeals court in Iowa saying that when he briefly died in 2015, before being revived at a hospital, he completed his obligation to the state and he asked the judge, three judge, three judge panel, well, wow, asked the three judge panel to let him uh, get on with his life. The judges rejected his argument, ruling that the lower court had been right to dismiss his petition. Schrieber is either still alive, in which case he must remain in prison, or he is actually dead, in which in, in, in which the case the appeal is moot. Uh, Judge Amanda Potterfield said. Mr. Schrieber, 66, was sentenced to life without parole after being convicted of murder for killing a man with the handle of an axe Whoa. in 1996. Uh, he has filed several unsuccessful uns, unsuccessful mm. appeals. Where's there's what's mine at? Mm. Uh, but in 2018, he argued in court in Wapello County that he had been resuscitated against his will, and that caused uh, because he had his sentence had expired. 
In March 2015, Mr. Schreiber, who is being held at, at Iowa State Penitentiary, was taken to the hospital after having seizures and a high fever. The cause of his illness turned out to be a large kidney stones, which led to septic poisoning. Mm which is a really horrible way to go. Uh, Mr. Schreiber said that he was resuscitated despite his brother's directions and his own do not resuscitate order on file with the Iowa Department of Corrections. The courts have not addressed whether or not he was wrongfully resuscitated. Judge Potterfield wrote in the ruling that because his life is not defined by the state's codes, the judges have given the term it's plain meaning, which mean which means he's basically still incarcerated. Yeah. You're still in jail. Yeah. So he killed somebody with the handle of an axe. Yeah. That's pretty gnarly. No, yeah. that's pretty gnarly. Not even the sharp end. He like. Yeah. Well, well do you, like, I'm sure it was like, you know, a steak or something, which is pretty fucking crazy. But do you think that he should be released? No, I if he was if he di- like actually legally died. And- this so reminds me of something, and I can't talk about it because you're watching Game of Thrones. But no, I'll, I'll just spoiler say this. alert. I'll just say this that this question was raised. This actually someone got away uh, through a loophole because of this on Game <gasps> of Thrones. That's all I'm gonna say. Same similar thing. Hmm? Similar thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Somebody got out of something because it was something that you had to do. And someone got out of jail because he died. No, they got out of something because they have to like serve into their life. And then he, the person was dead and got brought back and he was let out of this thing because he did it until uh, up until his death. He did it up until his death. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm not going to, um, uh, no spoilers here. Well, anything else that, uh, like that, but, uh, so you know, dogs can sniff a lot of things. Where, where's this puppy? Oh, let him sleep. But uh, they're COVID sniffing dogs now. That's that's right. Miami, of course, it had to happen in Florida. Mm-hmm. Miami International Airport launched a 30-day pilot program uh, a few weeks ago with a Cobra one uh, with the Cobra and one uh, Betta. <laughs> Those are the dogs' names. Yeah, Cobra and one Betta. Oh. One, but I got you. You know what? I that that took me a second. Thank yeah. you. A uh, pair of professionally trained COVID uh, nineteen detecting dogs. We're blessed in Miami County to have the first COVID sniffing dogs. Actually, we have a couple of them, and it's the first airport that's uh, anywhere that's util- utilizing this type of technology in our four-legged friends. Miami Dade Commission Chair Jose Pepe Diaz said, uh, "Now, Cobra, a." Uh, Belgian Malinois. Yeah, yeah, that uh, one of those, and uh, <laughs> and uh, one better, a Dutch Shepherd. I didn't even know they had. I knew they had German Shepherds. I didn't know they had a Dutch Shepherd. Yeah. Anyhow, they've been trained to detect COVID nineteen through a sniff test and alert when it's present. Uh, they were trained at the Forensic and Justice Center in Florida International University, according to the airport, and published peer-reviewed. Uh, double-blind trials, the dogs accurately uh, detected the virus 96 to 99% of the time. Uh, Cobra and One Beta will be used at an, at, at an employee security checkpoint where they will sniff the mask of each employee to detect the virus uh, in their sweat and breath, which, will, which contains a scent caused by metabolic changes the virus causes in a person. Hmm. So if the dog detects the virus, the person will then undergo a rapid COVID test. Uh, Utilizing these dogs in this way adds another level of protection for employees at Miami International Airport. Awesome. So it's just for the employees. Yeah. What does COVID smell like? 
I don't know. It smells like breath. Booty hole. <laughs> the booty hole. <laughs> Dogs are sniffing booty hole. Uh, so I was just in Vegas. That was where Tupac was murdered. Uh, I actually saw the intersection where he was. Smile for me now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I found this article that said Tupac's murder car is still for sale and it keeps getting lowball offers. So Tupac's murder car is up for sale and getting lots of offers from interested buyers. Problem is no one's hitting the magic number. The $1.7 million asking price. Honchos at Celebrity Cars Las Vegas where the 1996 BMW 750iL is on display tell TMZ the whip's been on the market for years and while they they've gotten 30 to 40 offers in the past year none were willing to pay that very steep price. No matter Celebrity Cars is refusing to budge from the 1.7 mil in in part we're told because they view Pac's murder car as a one of a kind piece which it is. Uh, as we told you, it's the car Pac uh, was <laughs> was riding in. I'm going to learn how to read one day, too. I can't read. I can't read. As we told you, it's the car Pac was riding in with Suge Knight behind the wheel when they were shot September 7th, 1996, five days after my birthday, mm. in Las Vegas after a Mike Tyson fight. Pac died six days later from his injuries. Uh, with the 25th anniversary of the shooting having just passed, we're told Celebrity Cars believes interest in the BMW is gaining momentum and the car will soon be off their hands. Celebrity cars and Pox murder car were featured on the 2018 episode of Pawn Stars, where they have, were asking price of mere 1.5 million. And a rep for CC told Rick Harrison that they were offered 900k and passed. Rick ultimately refused to pay full price. As for the 200k bump in the asking price, we're told it's based on demand and interest. But nobody will pay it. But nobody will pay it. Yeah. I would buy it. Oh, yeah. If you, I, I don't know what, if I had that, I don't know. I mean, there's better ways to use it, I'm sure. To utilize your money. But I, I do love Tupac, and I do have a little bit of a morbid fascination with, with murder. I listen to true crime podcasts all the time. So it would be interesting to have a piece of that history, you know. Yeah. I, would, I would keep it very safe. I would keep it like a, like, under complete, like, museum level. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope you can edit this. It's near 120. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Uh, hope we edit that out. Uh, so now, uh, uh, human body communications are safe. Uh, here's what I mean by that. Human body communications or HBC describes various methods, uh, for using the human body as a communication medium medium between two devices. The human body can act as a transmission medium thanks to its high water ion content. Uh, considering the human body relies on electrical signals to function. Uh, yeah, that was into that sentence. While uh, HBC systems have been designed and proven to work, there is some concern that uh, the use of such signals could interfere with bodily functions. Nerves in the human body utilize electronic or electrical signals to send uh, signals, but electrical current can be used for other tasks. Current wearable devices uh, utilize signals in the form of Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, but these come with multiple disadvantages, including high power consumption and susceptible susceptibility to interference. Scientists decided to develop electrodes, I love the word electrodes, that would uh, reliably transmit information through the human body while remaining uh, immune to other HBC systems. 
Uh, after testing, the results showed that the system designed uh, the system designed was highly immune uh, from nearby HBC systems. This allows for individuals to be close to one another without interfering with other systems. So like the radios, when you, uh, back in the antenna days, if you cross the antennas, like yeah. shit would happen. So th they won't cross the, the streams uh, from Ghostbusters. Uh, HBC could likely be a solution for worn devices in the future because they are immune to other systems, not in direct contact. Uh, HBC could allow users to interact through physical touch and low energy consumption, enable smaller wearable devices to communicate without requiring major power sources. That's crazy. So like now, instead of like having actual Bluetooth devices, it would actually be electrodes that hook up to a human. Like we're literally entering the age of singularity where like we're it's within our lifetime yeah yeah humans like, for those that don't know the moment of singularity in like every sci-fi movie ever is when humans are finally uh merged with technology which is fucking crazy <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna happen so we have one final news article and then we have a very special guest that we are gonna let in right afterwards i don't even know who this is yeah so government ip address we have an uh update on that government ip address that happened um a couple months ago so a pentagon program that delegated management of a huge swath of the internet to the florida company to a florida company in january has ended and as mysteriously as it began the defense department then retook control of the 175 million ip addresses the company global resource systems controlled almost six percent of a section of the internet as the ip addresses had been under the pentagon control for decades but left unused and worth billions of dollars Adding to the mystery, company registration records showed Global Resource Systems at the time was only a few months old. Having been established in September 2020, no obvious public-facing website and no sign on the shared office space it listed as a physical address in Plantation, Florida. On Tuesday, the, the Pentagon made a technical announcement saying that it was resuming control of the 175 million IP addresses and directing the traffic to its own servers. Saying the pilot program characterized as a cybersecurity measure designed to detect unspecified vulnerabilities was over. Now we're being uh, now they're being overseen by the Department of Defense Information Network, known as the acronym DODEN, and uh, part of the U.S. Cyber Command. The IP addresses have been uh, have been sold or leased to the company, merely put under its control, or had not been sold or, or leased. They merely been put under its control for the pilot program created by the Defense Digital Service. Uh, that solves emergency problems and conducts experimental work for the military. Analysis has shown I internet addresses once controlled by the global resource systems are still leading to the same place as they have for most of the year. So let's just let in our special guest. Right. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look. Uh, and I tried to read it and it said special guest. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I have no idea who this is going to be. Oh, and it still just says special guest. So I, I, I really, so I really special don't Special guest, are you here? Another connecting. Hold on one second. Connecting to audio. Do you have, do you have video? Uh, yes. There he is. Oh my God. <laughs> How did I not guess? Oh my God. I know. Hey, how you doing? This is our friend. Good, how are you? I'm doing better now. I heard a special guest and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who this is going to be. I'm like, weirded out. It's you. Oh, my God. I, I'm, like, excited to see you. Good. I'm glad to see you guys, too. 
It is. So this is our friend Jamal Palmer. He's actually, uh, I invited him on because he actually works in IT and he can explain a little bit about what's going on with this, uh, with, with this, with this article. So number one, in layman's terms, can you explain what an IP address is? So IP address is, so IP, internet protocol. It's one of the many um, protocols that are used to send traffic across the internet. Um, IP addresses are given to all of the many devices that are on the internet, and it's basically like your home address for your server, your email, your service provider, whatever. Yeah. Um, so IP addresses are everywhere. Everybody's got one, probably multiple for every single device. I think it's pretty much like that one that has like a three digit, then a dot, two digit, dot, four, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. That's one version of an IP address. There's a, another longer version of an IP address. Uh, mm -hmm. The difference, the one that you're familiar with is an IPv4. Uh, those will run out eventually because the internet space is just growing exponentially. Yeah. Um, the other version of IP addresses is IPv6, which is like an eight, eight character segment. And then there's four of those but it's like letters and numbers and it's like this whole confusing combination of characters. Crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. So can you explain a little bit of like how someone can own a piece of the internet? Uh, lots of people own different pieces of the internet. Um, service providers, uh, the people who give out the access to the internet own blocks of IPs. They own the servers where all of the uh, information is hosted, and that's where all the data is basically housed. Um, mm -hmm. And without IP addresses, you can't send information to and from different places, nodes. Gotcha. Trying gotcha. to trying to make it not so technical. Gotcha. <laughs> it's kind of like a home address, right? Like, and then you send yes. mail. Right. And certain <laughs> people have more addresses like, hey, I'm rich. I have like a hundred homes. So I control this piece of the oh, internet. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Now, speculation completely. Why would the government be just sending this piece of the internet over to a random company, the shell company, and then sending it back? So I've been doing a little bit of research in that. Um, what happened, it looks like the DOD sent a block of IP addresses to what was the company? Global Resource Systems. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically a shell company. Yeah. Uh, the owner okay, of this. <laughs> yeah, it's a corporation on paper. Um, the owner of this corporation actually is in one of his other corporations is a government contractor who has cybersecurity contracts. Mm. So it once you dig a little bit deeper, it makes it doesn't make sense, but it it's sort of like a paper trail. Okay, this person is owning pieces of the spectrum for cybersecurity purposes. Mm -hmm. um, what I think could have happened is that that block of addresses was sent to uh, his cybersecurity group to do penetrative testing on government infrastructure. Mm. Um, there's already programs like Hack the Pentagon uh, that are in place uh. that have all these ethical hackers um, where they get together and they 
use these types of addresses, which are supposed to be unused, right. um, meaning people aren't expecting traffic to come from them. So they will create like a honeypot situation. They'll say, okay, this is an unused IP address. Uh, let's stand up a server with a known vulnerability. So they'll just put it out there and let it sit and see who comes in and tries to gain access. And they'll watch and they'll monitor and they'll see everything in real time so they can see, okay, this is how these people are trying to infiltrate our systems. Yeah, um, these are the tools that they're using. These are the techniques that they're employing. These are the exploits that they are trying to exploit mm -hmm. um, to gain access so that um, our government cybersecurity people can get better because we're getting hacked constantly from everywhere. Right. I mean, we were doing it. We're still doing it. It's, <laughs> it's a new form of warfare. Basically, um, yeah. That's my assessment of it. Um, the IP addresses have since moved back to the Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just the timing of it was very, was very That's odd. what I was just going to say was the timing was like three minutes before Biden took office. Like, is that right. just so he wouldn't have anything to say about it or he wouldn't have control over it? Someone giving their cronies a contract, perhaps at the very last minute. Who mm. knows? The timing was very suspect, but things in government either move really quickly or they move really slowly. So right. Yeah. Right. it's yeah. like, hey, this contract had to be executed by the end of this term. Okay, so they're executing everything that <laughs> they possibly could at, up until zero outer hour when uh, Biden says like, I do or amen or whatever the hell you do. <laughs> right. Take oath. <laughs> right. Before he says, show enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's like, I, yes, I, I, I accept this office. Nice. All right, cool. Well, thank you for coming on. Is that your new house, by the way, that you just bought? This is my background. This is my kitchen and my my living room and all that. So this nice. is this is the kind of stuff that uh, IT jobs can buy you. Yes. <laughs> After years and years and years and years and years and years of hard work. <laughs> and I, I just want to see. I see you having so much fun on online and everything, and it's like I want to have that much fun. But you look uh, like you always look happy, which I love it. Be sure to check my Instagram. I'll be in Cancun all next week. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. I was just going to say, I know nice. we got to let you go soon because you got to pack for Cancun. So thank you again for coming on, explaining that to us. And uh, I'll see you later. Thanks, Jamal. All right, guys. Take care. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, Jamal disappeared. Oh, yeah. He was gone. Oh, he was gone. That was awesome, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking like, you know, how it was, I, I figured you might have known after I said the, the update, because we were literally together in Palm Springs, all three of us. I remember that when we were discussing this. Yeah, I didn't. But I had no idea that for some reason, maybe I just don't listen. I had no <laughs> idea that it connected to this news story. Yep, totally. Yeah. I would have guessed if, uh, if I known that. Well, thank you again, Jamal, for coming on and explaining that to us. Thank Great, you. Very grateful for you. Um, as usual, you can find links to all these uh, articles used in this episode at our website, at acosmicjourneypod.com. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, share, and subscribe this to this video and uh, so, uh, for more every week. And if you're listening to the podcast, stay tuned because we will be joined by our guest, uh, Ayurvedic doctor, Victor Brieri. That's not who it is. I, you know, I was thinking, <laughs> I was reading that and uh, 
Dina Elliott. Dina Elliott. Yeah. I always miss that one. I'm so sorry. And if you're listening to the podcast, stay tuned because we will be joined by our guest, D. Neil Elliott. I'll maybe edit that out. Who edit. knows? <laughs> Thanks again. We'll be back. We'll be back. Welcome back to the show, Starry Seeds. This is D. Neil Elliott. He is the author of the book, A Higher Road, A Seven-Step Process to Inner Peace, Joy, Love, Abundance, and Prosperity. And he is here to discuss his life experience, his book, and his methods of achieving love and prosperity in your lifetime. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm very excited about this. Absolutely. Me too. Us too. Um, so we kind of have done a little bit new format of our of our show so you're kind of like our third guest to this but basically what we're going to do is we're going to start off with some rapid fire questions and then we're going to jump into like the big stuff and we're going to finish off with some more kind of rapid fire i say rapid fire loosely we can do it as if you want to if you want to expound on an idea that's totally fine too <laughs> okay perfect okay so we're going to start off with uh what is your star sign taurus taurus uh, what Maybe is your so it's sort of smack dab in the middle? Nice, nice, nice. Well, I'm on the cusp. Uh, <laughs> where's your hometown? Uh, Delta, British Columbia, south of Vancouver. Oh, cool. Uh, where is your ideal vacation destination? Uh, well, you know, that's a qualifying question. If it's with my wife, every museum uh, in the world, <laughs> okay. uh, mostly in Europe or New York. But uh, love, that. love museums, love architecture, love the European architecture. I feel that if, if it's, it's uh, if it's an individual. Sorry, I interrupted you. If it's just you, if it's just me, then uh, motorcycle tour of the Alps, uh, <laughs> oh. and that's with Beaches Motorcycle. If uh, Beaches Motorcycle Tours, if anybody's interested, they do amazing tours. Wow, so, cool, awesome. That's awesome. I got to learn to ride one day. Yeah. Oh, you'll love it. Now yeah. I'm a big BMW fan, so I'd plug that. Oh, so am like, I? You know yeah. Oh, are you? I'm, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I have a BMW R1200RT, which wow. is a touring motorcycle. And uh, But when you go in the Alps, you know, you don't want all that uh, associated fairing and stuff with you. You want something that's more maneuverable. So I rode a GS, which is a on-road, off-road motorcycle. And uh, fantastic. Loved it. 14 days of pure bliss. Awesome. Wow. That would be cool. Yeah. Now I want a bike. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite book? Oh, uh, again, you know, so it's going to depend on genre. So uh, A Prayer for Owen Meany is a great classic. Mm. Um, a Higher Loyalty by uh, James Comey. Mm -hmm. And then some recent books that uh, I've been reading. So anything by Wayne Dyer is good. Dr. Yes. Wayne Dyer. Yes. Um, Mary C. Neal and mm -hmm. uh, Evan Alexander and uh, Anita Morjani. So those are all near-death experiences and uh, their, ex their personal experience of what that's like in the afterlife. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. We, we watched a documentary on, uh, on that, the near-death experiences yeah. on uh, Netflix not too long ago, a, while, a few months ago. Oh, called? I have not seen that. Uh, now I don't remember the name of it. I think it was a mini series, actually. It had like seven episodes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It oh, was. 
can't can't think of what it's called right now but if you look at ndes on um on netflix i'm sure you'll find it yeah 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 um what is your dream car well pretty much anything bmw but uh (laughs) but uh you know uh, aston martin they make a pretty nice car you know so uh, i'll tell you what turned me on to that was uh, one of the james bonds flicks where they uh they flipped Mm. an aston martin and i watched the uh the background on that and like a bmw they could do a little ramp which was six inches and they could flip it mm-hmm. uh for the aston martin they couldn't flip it it's so stable so what they had to do is they they cut a hole in it in the passenger seat and they put this big plunger in it and when wow. they wanted to flip it the uh, driver hit this and this plunger uh you know smacked down on the pavement and it flipped the car and they got a world record for the most number of roles wow <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome you're full of trivia which i love oh wow you know okay that's great because you're hitting all the right questions for the trivia <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one might not be what's your favorite season oh you know i love them all yeah uh yeah i do you know spring is so well it's new and it's all the blossoms and you know all the baby animals and ducks and you know all of the birds and and the summer you know uh the summer i like but i'm not although i used to love hot summers now i'm more of a temperate climate guy mm. um the fall i love in uh british columbia but anywhere uh the fall is just beautiful uh you know nice temperate weather and uh the falling of the leaves and the turning of the leaves and then winter, you know, I used to love winter because I skied. Um, mm-hmm. Don't do that anymore. But uh, yeah, no, I still like winter. I love snow, you know. <laughs> we, we had any snow here in California. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I think it uh, drizzled snow. What do you call that? A little bit of snow? Yeah, up in the uh, mountains a little bit. A few, few, uh, few months, a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is the strength of yours? Hmm. You know, I'm a professional engineer and a project manager. And uh, so as a, as a project manager, uh, I would say one strength I have is I can take uh, a team which isn't functioning all that well together and get them to work really well together, work collaboratively and uh, achieve really good results. Oh, nice. What about a weakness? Hmm. <laughs> Aside from my muscles, uh, because of, you know, not doing anything during COVID. <laughs> I hear you. That's my biggest weakness at this point. I hurt my back the other day. So, uh, uh, Oh, hope you feel better. Yeah. Thanks. And I was going to take a Tylenol three before this. And my wife said, no, I don't think that's a good idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do that. Uh, weakness, uh, crave cheesecake. Oh, Oh, New York cheesecake. Oh. oh, how do you feel about the cheesecake factory? I like it for its selections. Yeah, and I've um, I've been there a few times. My um, grandchildren live south of Houston, mm-hmm. oh. and and uh, so I've been to the cheesecake factory in uh, Houston a number of times. Yeah, you know they have some good selections and stuff. Um, New York. Uh, Carnegie Deli, which no longer exists, uh, they used to have fantastic cheesecake. Oh, I mean, yeah. If you go, to, if you go to 
like Cheesecake Factory, for instance, yes, they have selection, but again, it's not great because it's all frozen. It's all I actually work there, so oh. <laughs> I, I feel I feel totally comfortable talking crap about them. Um, but uh, but no, if you want like legit cheesecake, really good cheesecake, go to New York, go to East Coast, anywhere, Boston anything east coast you're gonna find really good sh- good stuff yeah i am running to get cheesecake right after this <laughs> yeah i am i think yeah we should we need to share our the best cheesecake recipes right yes if uh if on yogurt i don't know if you get froyo a lot but my favorite topping on froyo is cheesecake bites oh yeah okay. yeah i have not tried that oh it's the best <laughs> yeah perfect if you won the lottery what would be the first thing you would buy Oh, well, okay. So that's an interesting question. First thing I would do is just make sure my wife and I have enough retirement income. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Second thing I would do is help my children purchase houses. So, you know, houses in Vancouver, like California, I'm sure. Uh, you know, like you can buy a, a, a little bungalow that's a teardown and it's like a million and a half, two million dollars. Right. It's not cheap here. And then if the lottery is big enough, then I would look for the most worthy charities that I could possibly um, submit to. And that could be, you know, the whole gamut of, uh, you know, women's issues, children's issues, uh, gay rights issues, you know, the whole gamut. So whatever, you know, wherever they really made a difference and, uh, and really helped change the world from its current state to a better place nice Nice. uh if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive who would they be i'm glad you said dead (laughs) so (laughs) you know i think the first and i'm not religious but the first person i'd love to have dinner with is jesus christ Mm, okay um and then either einstein or tesla those would be one of the two Mm mm-hmm and then um, somebody who's alive, probably the Dalai Lama or the Queen of England. Ooh, <laughs> these are some good ones here. Some good ones, yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, those are all of our rapid fire questions. So thank you for playing. Um, we're going to jump into some, some stuff about you now. More, okay. More specific things about you that we're going to talk about. So what were the events leading up to you writing A Higher Road as your, your book is, is titled? Um, what was happening in your life that you needed to change during that time? Okay, so um, I'm thinking about the best way to describe this. I, guess, <laughs> I think I'll just jump in and answer that question and we'll go back and give a little more context for everything. Sure. Uh, so... On the outside, I looked extremely successful. Mm-hmm. Um, on the inside, I was a mess. Mm-hmm. And I could put on a front, a facade to all of my clients or friends and be happy and grateful and you know cheerful. But inside, I was not like that at all. So I ended up, my wife and I had made a, an investment in a house, which was a fantastic house, custom built on the water, beautiful view. We had great neighbors, you know, deer, bear, you name it, we had it. Those were our closest neighbors. They'd come and visit us. And uh, it was a fantastic place, but it was financially, from my perspective, it was uh, financially tough to maintain Mm. uh, from a cost perspective. And 
it was four hours with a ferry from our clients. And so I had to travel a lot back and forth from our beautiful place into the city uh, to see clients. And I uh, spent a number of years doing that. And uh, financially, we we're just, you know, kind of headed downhill. And I got to the place and I developed some uh, physical issues as well. Mm. Um, so I got to this place where I was just at the end of my rope and, uh, you know, it's deeply depressed, like deeply depressed. And uh, we had our house listed for seven years. And finally, we got an offer and we had that offer accepted. Uh, so it was in the fall of uh, 2017. And, um, and I was at that point, I had been reading a bunch of self-help books and trying to, I had read a, a bunch of help self books since the 90s, but I was really trying to turn my life around in that moment and turned around how I felt and viewed the world. And I just, I just could not do it. And although all of these books offered, you know, a process um, to help and, you know, they're great books, uh, but I just could not, couldn't make the changes that I needed to make. It, it would take an extraordinary amount of willpower to actually change your consciousness from the consciousness that I had to, uh, to where you needed to go. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the house sold, we got the final offer. We were in a, this little one bedroom rented apartment in, in the city. Uh, that's where we you know, ended up. So we go from this beautiful house to this little one bedroom apartment. And uh, my wife said, okay, I'm gonna go visit my brother in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So she got on a flight. And uh, that evening I sat down and crafted my suicide note. Wow. And wow. I'm a uh, engineer. And, project manager so but I just come across about a week before I came across this what I call blueprint document that gave me a glimmer of hope and said it could free me and um, I thought you know I got a something felt innately wrong about committing suicide mm. but it was the only way out so I had a plan I knew how I was going to do it I wanted to make sure my life insurance I knew would secure my wife's financial future our house had sold that debt would clear and so uh, I crafted that suicide note but I thought okay I'm going to study this document I'm going to study what I need to study and I'm going to see if it makes a difference and I had uh, written this suicide note so I had a letter mm -hmm. and um I embarked on that journey and I gave it a chance. And a year later to the day, uh, so part of this process, step three in the seven step process is to write yourself a letter and to be very truthful this is for your eyes only. You don't share it with anybody. You don't talk to anybody. It's not for you, know, you to pray to God that here's the things you, know, you want to change. This is a letter to you about how you really feel about your life. Mm. Do you, love life do you like what you're doing do you like your friends do you like your circumstances or would you rather really just end it and i was at the end it and so a year letter to the day uh, or a year to the day um i opened my suicide note and i looked at it i woke up one morning and it's just i had an i felt entirely different no. i i loved life i had immense gratitude for everything that I owned and things that I owned, but I no longer used, didn't really need. You know, we accumulate all these things over our lifetime. 
Um, I just, I'm so happy just to give them away to somebody else, to give them to a charity that can make some money off them, that somebody else can take and enjoy and, and help them out. Mm-hmm. And so that was the impetus for my change. Uh, that's what got me to that point. Uh, just deep, dark depression and uh, end of my rope. So you said you found a, a document. What document did you find? Ah, well, the links to that document, and I'm going to tell you why I'm saying it this way. <laughs> the links to that document's in my book. Mm-hmm. And I'm sharing that information in my book. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, this is constructed, my book is constructed. So let's talk a little bit about my book now. Well, you so scroll, book, what, one second. So you were scrolling the internet and you found an online document. Is that, that's what you're I, um, no, I was looking for something and I can't even remember what I was looking for now. I think I was looking for the I am discourses. Okay. And, um, and I came across this really esoteric document. Well, it's really, I've compiled a compendium of material, which um, I'm going to f- share freely with people. Um, uh, but I've compiled this compendium of material that um, I would like to introduce people to. And the thing with this, it's a little bit, so my book is constructed this way, and this material is constructed this way as well. Is uh, So let me tell you about my book a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first part of my book is my life history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a bit of a memoir and it's really around how my consciousness and how I created every experience and every event that came into my life. Mm-hmm. And so I use it as an illustration for people about the way they think and how they feel and how that actually creates um, their experiences in their life and their views of their life. Your, your view of the world is your view of the world, but it's your consciousness that gives you that view. Mm-hmm. and so I do that as an illustration then the next part of the book because I'm an engineer mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm grounded in science the next part of the book is really introducing people to some well-known information um, around science and building on that slowly so it's a little bit like um, karate kid wax on wax off mm-hmm. sand the floor yeah. paint the fence you know he's doing all kinds of things but feeling he's not learning karate so what i'm doing is i'm building your knowledge slowly and opening your mind to material that i'm going to produce to you and to concepts that will be likely new to uh you or many people that are reading it wow. um, i mean can and, you, oh sorry right. i cut you off no. well i mean since you're talking about the knowledge you know you gained can you share a little bit of the knowledge you gained in the process kind of uh uh to self-awareness Yes, that I can do. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, so let me finish with the book here. So I, I introduce people to the science stuff. And then what I introduce them to is um, um, a woman who had a near-death experience. And that is just to get people to open their mind about the concept of what happens in the afterlife. Right. Mm. So this is a book that I've chosen that I introduce people to. And then, um, then I introduced them to, to this uh, material that changed my life. And I, like I said, I, I've compiled all of this material into one document. And, um, and I expose people to that document. And then in the last chapter, I complete, complete the remaining of the seven steps. And I share my experience as I go through, uh, that happened to me as I go through those seven steps. 
Okay. So it's really this wax on wax off thing all the way through. And um, so some of the things that I've learned is that, uh, you know, one thing that people's perspective of, you know, I believe this particular thing is true mm-hmm. or, and that particular thing is false. Those are purely just our thoughts. Those are purely just a belief. Now I may, as a, you know, engineer, I may go, no, gravity is real. <laughs> There's a law of cause and effect <laughs> and all of that is true, but I believe it to be true. And so what we do is we construct our world with bits of knowledge that we gain along the way and experiences that we gain along the way and we shape our environment and we shape our internal environment. And we learn from, we bring things in from past lives. We are exposed to things in our new life as a child. And as we grow up, we, we disconnect from being connected to the divine and we show, slowly turn, shut off the light of the divine, um, even though we think we're becoming mature in the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. And we do that uh, as part of that process of evolution from lifetime to lifetime, as part of that process of, of learning that things that we need to learn while we're here in this incarnation. So these are all my beliefs now, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't have to believe this. <laughs> no one has to believe this, but these are the things that I believe. And so I just, this is described clearly in the book and clearly in the steps. And um, through our thinking and our thoughts, you, okay, so let me back up. You think with electrical impulses in the brain, you feel with magnetic impulses in the nervous system. The magnetic impulses center and bond the electrical impulses into a cohesive whole. That creates a life form. And as you put more emotional energy into that and more thoughts into that, you start to attract things that are consistent with that, like attracts like. Mm -hmm. And so, and this may take a day, a week, a month, a year, two years, 10 years, 50 years. And you may create things in this lifetime that will only come into manifested form in your next lifetime. Wow. And so science, so the, the information that I share will be scientifically based so that you can build a concept of it that is believable for you because it's based in science. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then it goes into a spiritual component. Mm-hmm. So we know things now that were unknown 2000 years ago. Yeah. So we know that there's nothing really solid in the universe. (laughs) It looks solid. We think Mm -hmm. it's solid. We believe it's solid, but really at a subatomic level, it's really just energy. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you're speaking a lot of like what we actually talk about a lot here. And this is a science and spirituality podcast specifically. So this is very interesting that you're bringing these two concepts together in such a cohesive way. But let me ask you this, like how can scientific discoveries and spiritual concept work together to explain uh, the truth of our existence in a factual, irrational, logic way? Okay. So 
again, that'll, that's in the book if you read the book and you follow the seven steps. So my methodology in reading the book, by the way, is I recommend that people read the book from cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Decide whether or not they like what they're reading, whether they're intrigued by it. If they do go back and start with some of the science books, if they like, or start directly with step one. And then go through the process methodically and thoughtfully. Uh, there will be people who might read my book and they're going to go, no, not for me. And that's totally fine. So then what I ask them to do is if it's a print copy book, please just give it to somebody else without colorful commentary. Let them make a decision for themselves of whether it's something that would work for them. You can never judge the inner reality of another person. Right. Because what we put on to the world could be entirely different than what's going on inside. And someone could be very joyful and happy and engaged with you in a conversation, but deep down inside, they might really be aching for a deeper connection than they're actually having with you. Yeah. And you just don't know, you know, because we're very good at acting as you know, human race, very good at acting. Yeah. So, um, scientific. So, Because we know that there's nothing solid under the sun, because we know in an atom, for example, there's more space Mm -hmm. than there is uh, solid matter. Mm -hmm. These concepts are used in my book and I, in the steps, it will talk about what was existence before the big bang, what happened at the big bang, and then how, material form came into being um, over millions of years Mm -hmm. through evolution. So give you a peek. So let's call before the big bang universal consciousness. Mm -hmm. Now, Oh, by the way, I have to say to everybody, I'm merely the messenger. I'm an instrument sharing this information. It does not come from me. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, my wife would say more of a tool really, but (laughs) (laughs) jokingly, of course, but uh, I'm, so none of this comes from me. I'm sharing stuff that does not come from me. The pro, so I'm jumping around a little bit, but the process here, if you follow the process and you stick with the process and you do not doubt because doubt will create barriers in your mind to understanding the truth and will erase everything that you've learned previously. Mm. So when you have moments of doubt, you need some positive affirmations that you can just repeat to yourself to carry through that doubt. Don't focus on the doubt. Uh, So this process is really to get you direct connection with the divine. Mm -hmm. And it does not happen overnight. You have all kinds of things that you need to dissolve, barriers that you've put in place. And when you erase those barriers, you will start to feel a little opening in the top of your head. And, and when I felt that, I didn't know what it was. It took me a few months to, to finally figure out, oh, that's what's going on. So new cells will be impressed with new knowledge at the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And as you progress in this, that opening gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and you will have clarity and at some point you will know what you know is true but the spiritual words of enlightenment 
cannot be fully comprehended or immediately understood by the human mind. Mm. So it takes dedication and persistence and meditation to make it happen. Right. No. Did I answer your question? I kind of babbled on. I think I missed your question. Uh, the question was like, um, uh, how can scientific discoveries and spiritual concepts work together? Yes. And you're Demi, right? Yes. And Jay had asked a question in between that. And I think I might have missed Jay's question now. I, did I answer your question, Jay? Uh, yeah. And you just, I just, I love, I mean, you're speaking my language. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, his, his, question, his question was like, what was your own journey to self-awareness like? And then, and then mine was this, how can scientific discoveries and spiritual concepts work together? Yeah, so, um, you know, I don't know whether this is accurate. This is now me talking. Mm -hmm. uh, quantum physicists are getting closer to knowing the truth. But they will never, science will never be able to probe the truth because universal consciousness is in silence and equilibrium in space. Yeah. And it's not only in space, it's in all space. So those who think of atoms, it's the space in the atom. It is in everything. We are not life forms imbued with consciousness. We are consciousness made visible through the descent in vibrational frequency of energy particles. Wow. So this is the kind of stuff that you're going to learn. And when you learn it, if you're willing to embark on this process, the last chapter of my book is my experience as I've gone through that process. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you right now, it is unbelievably amazing. I would have not believed it had I not gone through it. Right. No. I, and I, I still continue. Go ahead. I, I actually like, I really agree with you like that. I think the closest way that we can kind of conceptualize how these things work together is through quantum physics. And I think, and again, again, quantum physics is not even like any way, shape or form uh, quantifiable, if you will, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely like the closest thing that we can get to kind of like understanding the randomness of the universe and, and how things kind of like just happen. Yeah. And and so quantum physicist talks about random randomness and um, you know, there's an experiment and I'm not going to be able to quote it. I'm going to give you just a kind of my, my uh, what will I say? My um, layman's understanding of this experiment. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you put, uh, if you have a room that's shielded appropriately and you let an electron go in a room, you put Geiger counters around, around the room, you let an electron go in the room it will show up in random patterns around the room. Mm -hmm. um, if you, now I can't remember whether this was a conceptual conversation or whether it was an experiment that they actually had. But, so I'm gonna go with, it was an experiment they'd had, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, they got a bunch of people together that meditated and focused on the same thing. Oh. And the randomness of where that electron showed up in that room was started to be consistent and way less random. Mm -hmm. We think the universe is random. The universe is not random. Mm -hmm. We have a small amount of creative ability as a life form. And we use that creative ability unknowingly mm -hmm. to create our every tomorrows. 
And this is described in my book of how that happens. And I use my life as an illustration of what I did that got me to where I got. Right. It's a bit like Schrodinger's cat. Like if, if like everything is just kind of like at, at whim of the, of the viewer. Yeah. Yeah. Is creative consciousness, is that the same as universal consciousness? So, um, So before the Big Bang is universal consciousness mm -hmm. and it's uh, nature is intent, an intent of self-expression, but it is in silence and equilibrium. Mm. At some point it wanted to express itself. And so this is all described, uh, but I'm going to kind of gloss over it. It wanted mm -hmm. to express itself. And so there was the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. And this Big Bang is uh, of, uh, you know, from our perspective, unimaginable power and energy of which, you know, a, an atomic weapon is a mere poof, mm -hmm. uh, an, infines an infinitesimal twitch in, this is not my words, right? Infinitesimal twitch uh, in terms of power. We can't imagine the power of that. And, you know, I mean, science will tell you right now the universe is still expanding. Yeah. And there's new stars through black holes and, you know, uh, new stars and stuff being created. So after that, there's universal consciousness and divine consciousness and divine consciousness is, is um, uh, uh, the state at which uh, is forever. Let's see, what's the best words to use? It is uh, forever uh destined to work in the material realm and also in silence and equilibrium mm -hmm. and so that is a state of electrical energy electromagnetism and it is that energy that is described on how we utilize that mechanism to create these life forms that surround us our consciousness exudes around us, our human consciousness, and it lies around us like a dense fog. If you had heightened perceptions, you'd see it as kind of a dense fog around us. We create all these little life forms with our thoughts and emotions. Mm. Emotions are the magnetic um, feeling that we have, and that actually starts to attract stuff. Mm. And in my book, I describe something because I didn't know how I did it, but I describe how I inadvertently not knowing this is what I was doing, but I inadvertently manifested a hardtop convertible Lexus as a win in a lottery, which I had not even anticipated. Wow. So I described that process in the book as well as something that I created that was positive in my life. Interesting. Right. And I'll talk about all the negative things in my life <laughs> that I created for right. myself. <laughs> right. Because it's those things that drove me to the uh, suicide note. Right. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna say. So now that we've kind of like been been discussing the, this stuff a little bit, what are some like quant? Like, what are some actual things that like tangible things that are examples of um, how this stuff works together? Like uh, spiritual dimensions and earthly dimensions. What are some tangible things that we can we can kind of grasp onto? Uh, so if you look at all of life. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to get the quote exactly right, <laughs> but if Albert Einstein had a quote of um, something along the lines of, if you want to understand science, you need to look deep into nature. Oh. And, and so if you look at 
you know, things that we know. There's seasons, right? There's a season of growth for plants and people. There's a season of um, blossoming. There's a season of harvest and there's a season of rest. This, this, is some, this is a cycle that happens in your life as well. Everything alive goes through seasons. They go through seasons of dormancy, seasons of spiritual growth, seasons of blossoming, and you know, a dying away period to a season of rest. And as you go through this process, you will learn that you will have strong connections with the divine, and then it will feel like you don't have any connections at all. But if you maintain your faith and you maintain the process, that will blossom again into a, uh, a stronger connection and more uh, prosperity and abundance. And by prosperity, by the way, I don't mean money. This isn't about material wealth. This isn't about things. This is about people. It's about service. It's about um, equality. It's, it's about acceptance of all. And it's also about understanding that everybody is doing the best they can do. Your soul is perfect. It is your humanhood that cuts you off and um, shuts off your soul from shining its true light into the world. Mm. And so if you can get those barriers dissolved, you will start to allow your soul connection back with its right divine place and you will start to experience that inflow of spiritual power that you will be able to, um, you know, utilize in your life and in this life to be able to shine to other people. And they'll see that light shining in your eyes. They'll want to be part of it because of your joy and your demeanor and how you treat people. Um, I don't know if I've answered your question, Demi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's just kind of like roll a little bit forward here. So I, I okay. wanted to kind of, talk more about the book. So what are your actual seven steps that you've been discussing? Um, sure. Uh, so first step is to uh, open your, so go through some science stuff, which is all optional. Mm-hmm. And then the first step is um, uh, a sharing of this near-death experience. And I, there's two things that you're going to read that I'm going to read outside of my book. One is a near-death experience, because I want you to have an understanding of consciousness from a person who's actually had this near-death experience. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they describe it very well from a human perspective. Um, now, not everything is, uh, it's hard to, the human language lacks the ability to describe the real experience that someone feels under a near-death experience. And the only reason I can say that is because I've read it but the, but the more important reason is because I've experienced it now because of my own personal spiritual growth. Right. And I'm not better than anybody. Everybody's able to do this. So um, first step is this uh, opening of the mind. Second step, I'm going to introduce you to this compendium of material that I've um, put together. And I'm going to walk you through how to best approach that material and the kinds of things that you're going to learn. And I provide some excerpts in my book. And then in the, so that's step two. The step three is writing this letter for yourself. Mm. Uh, this is a very important thing that you do right up front. And um, I highly recommend you write it and you have to be truly truthful to yourself. 
and then lock it away in a safe place and don't show it to anybody. It's only for you. And you open it, if you embark on this process, open it a year later. Uh, <clears throat> then, then it's a matter of uh, cleansing your consciousness, uh, rebuilding your consciousness, um, learning how to meditate properly so that you can um, go through this process and connect with the divine. And then the final step is actually, you know, kind of a, a loop back, like a, a Fortran loop or a computer loop, you know, back to the start and go through it again. <laughs> because this material is not something that you read once and you go, I know this stuff. Right. It, it, because we cannot fully comprehend the words, these are all shadow consciousness forms, so to speak, of concepts that we don't truly understand. But I'll tell you, the more time you spend with it, the more time you understand it, you will start to have moments of inspiration and insight. Mm. Oh. Rinse and repeat. Rinse <laughs> and repeat. You talked a little bit about this before, but uh, how do we, we create the best outcomes for our lives and how do we achieve our, our life's purpose? Uh, so uh, let's reframe life's purpose. Okay. Okay, we'll start there. So I know that many of us, and this is the way I was, my life's purpose, I had a hard time figuring out what it was, but I thought, oh, maybe it's, you know, make a lot of money. Maybe it's, uh, you know, be successful in this career. <clears throat> if we reframe that outside of our dimension, our world, your life's purpose is to grow and learn mm -hmm. and learn through your experiences. You will have lifetimes of you know, wealth, you'll have lifetimes of poverty, you'll have lifetimes as a male, you'll have lifetimes as a female, you will be born in different places of origin, you'll have different skin color, you'll speak different languages, you'll have different religions. All of these things create circumstances and environment for you that you uh, will begin to learn by, learn from. And it is really, you know, when when you're wealthy, now everybody who's wealthy is not totally happy. Mm -hmm, yeah. Right? They might put on the facade of being happy, but you know, inside they're not necessarily all that happy. You know, we know this by people that, you know, overdose on drugs or commit suicide or take up alcohol or, you know, mm -hmm. get addicted on cocaine <clears throat> as examples. So it's those experiences of, of misery and misfortune and how we really feel that start us asking questions about, is this all there is to life? Like, what's the purpose of being here? Mm. And it's those questions that open us up to looking for something beyond ourselves, looking for something outside of ourselves. And what we lack is the process that you need to go through in order to truly understand this and and start to progress in this lifetime. So I'll give you an analogy. Imagine that you're gonna be born into this lifetime and you, so none of this is from me. I'm gonna repeat that again. Imagine that, I'm gonna paraphrase. Imagine that you're born in a lifetime and um, you dive into a red pool. Mm -hmm. So that red pool represents whatever place of origin you came from, whatever color your skin is, language, religion, all that kind of stuff. So obviously you come out very red, 
and you have a lot of redness in you with everything. Your whole life is red. Mm-hmm. Next lifetime, you dive into a green pool. So then you come out with red mixed with green. Mm-hmm. Then you go into a purple pool. Then you go into a black pool. Then you go into a yellow pool. And so at some point through these various lifetimes of happiness, misery, wealth, poverty, skin color, you know, racism, all of that stuff, you start to wake up to the fact of what you're doing to yourself and your soul is always striving to get back to its true place of origin, which is unconditional love. Mm. And so when you wake up to that and you know the process, you cannot do this on your own. You have to connect with the divine and let the divine help you dissolve these things. And so at some process, whenever you reach there, whichever lifetime that is, you will start on that process to shed the yellow, shed the red, shed the blue. And our true purpose and goal in life is to get to the point where we have learned what we need to learn so that we no longer have to be incarnated again. And then you can let your real life begin. Wow. Um, so we have just like one more question before we kind of start finishing <laughs> off in here, um, uh, with our, with our final rapid fire question. So, you know, for your, for your book here, what is one takeaway that people can, can, can take away from this book after they've read it? Just, just one thing. What's the main, main idea? Um, main idea. Oh, that's good. One is that, um, we're not alone. We are supported by the universe. We are unconditional love as our soul. And our purpose in life is to get back to that condition and to manifest that condition of unconditional love to everyone around the world and everything in your environment. Nice. That's not maybe one thing, but (laughs) (laughs) a couple of good ones. I could go on. I could go on. Yeah, I like that. So we'll finish things off with our final rapid fire questions here. So um, uh, what is your, I stole all these from uh, inside the actor studio, by the way. So these are all, all from James Lipton. Uh, What is your favorite word? You know, I have a, I have a kind of a cool phrase and you've caught me a little bit off guard. I'd have to think about that more, but um, my wife's back. My wife came from Germany and uh, she's been here for, you know, years, but uh, they have this thing in Ich liebe dich. And it means I love you. And I love that. I also love das tut mir leid. I love German language. They, yeah. That, and Italian language. I, Italian, if you're going to learn a language from my perspective, I found Italian the most the easiest language to learn. doesn't mean you're going to learn at all because they have all these nuances of male, feminine, all right. that mm-hmm. but love Italian language. So, okay. Sorry. Not one word. <laughs> <laughs> what about your least favorite word? Oh, you know, probably hate. Oh, mm-hmm. um, what turns you on? Helping other people. Nice. What turns you off? Hmm. You know, I don't get turned. So here's the other thing is that I accept everybody for the way they are these days. But one thing that um, as a human Mm -hmm. is disappointing 
is that we have this pervasive feeling that we're either less than mm. or other people are less than. Mm. And we are not, at soul level, we are equal. All this other stuff is a facade. Right. And every soul is pure and perfect. Nice. Right. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? I'm sorry, repeat that. What sound or noise do you love? Oh, hmm. I love the piano. Oh, yes. That's a good one. <laughs> what about uh, dislike? I won't use the H word, but what's the sound that you dislike? Um, probably someone screaming in pain. Oh. Mm. <laughs> what's your favorite curse word? Oh, you know, I don't. So. I used to curse a lot. I drove a truck for a while. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> not that truck drivers are, you know, that, that was a disparaging comment from that. Don't take that, please. Um, I was also a cowboy. I grew up on a ranch. So uh, wow. I, again, don't, you know, don't take the uh, redness there. You know, anyway. um, so uh, sorry, I've kind of got caught away with myself and missed your question. <laughs> what's your what's question? your favorite curse word when you were oh. <laughs> yeah you know it's it was probably the f word you know <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one uh what profession other than your own would you like to attempt uh you know i always wanted to be an actor oh yeah i'm not sure i'd do that anymore because of the um the things that they have to put themselves through from an emotional perspective sure, and the personas yeah. that they need to take on. Yeah. I don't know whether that's actually a growth thing or a harmful thing at this point. That makes sense. It's, yeah. it's a fine line. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, if uh, what profession would you not like to do? Or was that the same question? <laughs> no, you know, there's things that people do that I'm so thankful that they do. But uh, there's a couple of things. I wouldn't want to work in an industry where I'm working with highly dangerous chemicals. Mm, yeah. And I wouldn't want to be the kind of guy that has to go into the sewers to clean out a blocked sewage place. You know? Oh yeah, they have these things that they're called fatbergs when people use the wet wipes. Oh yes. They actually get clogged in the sewers and they call them fatbergs and they're giant just clogs of these disposable uh, flushable wipes. <laughs> it's so gross. Wow. Yeah. That's something yeah, I didn't I know. know about. It's so gross. Well, <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. If uh, heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you go to the pearly gates? <laughs> well, you know, um, probably you've done well. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. And finally, we ask all of our guests this. This is not part of James Lipton's questions. This is our question, but we ask all of our guests this. What is your what have you manifested lately? Oh, well, I manifested this uh hurt back. 
And this is all to teach me a lesson. And so I accept it with grace. I don't like it. I don't (laughs) want it. But I accept it as part of my process to learn the things that I need to learn. Wow. I love that. I think that's the most interesting, from my point of view, the most interesting answer we've had to that question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, Dina Elliott, uh, where can our listeners find you? Uh, So if you go, so I'm going to say this and then I'm going to spell it. So my website is dneilelliot.com. So it's the initial D as in Donald and then Neil, N-E-E-I-L and Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T.com. And on that website, under the menu item, the book, you can sign up for a free chapter. Oh, okay. And uh, if you sign up for the free chapter, it's, it's the first chapter that, uh, uh, you know, it's a good chapter to read. Gives you an overall perspective of what you'll be reading in the book. Amazing, nice. And tell us the name of the book uh, one more time. So it's um, it's a higher road, and the okay. subtitle is "Cleanse Your Consciousness to Ascend Spiritually," and it's a seven step process to inner love, peace, joy, and abundance. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited about offering this to people. And uh, again, it's. If you like the book, great. Please give it a review on Amazon. If you don't like it, please give it a review on Amazon. But <laughs> it'll be available in um, on Amazon in print uh, and ebook. It will be available through your local bookstore in print. And later in the fall, uh, I'll be releasing an audio book as well. Nice. Awesome. And uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so yeah, please. Uh, it's available on September 21st. And if you want to read the free chapter before that, please sign up and uh, and that will be mailed to you. Awesome. Nice. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes again. Thank you, Neil, for joining us today. And um, I hope you have a wonderful time. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you so much. And I it was such a pleasure to be to meet both of you. You too. <laughs> I want you. the book now. Yeah, totally. Well, that's great. Please read the please sign up for the free chapter and uh, you know, uh, take a boo at that. And uh, yeah, the book is. I'm hoping the book helps many, many people and we can change our world to a new era of love and peace throughout the entire world. Absolutely. Nice. Awesome. Thank you again, Neil. Thank you very much. Thank you. Long December embers burn Made the same mistakes again Don't know if I'll ever learn Everybody's got to wait their turn Stand in line to purchase purpose Yearning for what we'll never earn Sticking up that train Don't make you just a change Got venom running through your veins Be careful where you aim And killing Jesse James Don't make you John Wayne It's a lonely life when you're living it in vain Yeah, you're living it in vain Just whistling in the rain What we need is a revival We've been living our whole lives in vain.
singing for our survival We're just whistling in the rain Temper to keep it freezing Knowing that it won't ever last Sometimes I'm too afraid to ask Why we sell our souls and skins Just to watch them turn to ash Sticking up that train Don't make you dress to change Got venom running through your veins Be careful where you aim Killing Jesse James Don't make you John Wayne It's a lonely life when you're living it in vain Yeah, you're living it in vain Just whistling in the rain What we need is a revival We've been living our whole life Whistling in the rain And killing Jesse James Don't make you John Wayne It's a lonely life when you're living it in vain When you're living it in vain Just whistling in the rain What we need is a revival been living our whole lives in vain. We ain't singing for our survival. We're just whistling in the rain. to me call me call me welcome back to the show i would like to thank our guests today since we had that special guest come in yes uh, yes jamal thank you again for showing, joining us today for a few little little tidbits and also dini Elliott for for joining us as well we yes really thank you enjoyed having you here and as we do we'd like to end things off with a quote we take do it away? we do we have a quote i would like to take it away uh no one is going to rescue you from yourself your inner demons, your lack of confidence, your dissatisfaction with yourself and your life. Only self-love and good decisions will rescue you. Uh, and that is from... I don't think it's... A it's person. Unknown, yeah. It's maybe, from... Maybe Buddha. We got that from Enlightened Consciousness. Maybe, so. maybe Buddha. Maybe the Buddha said that. 
But um, yeah, and as we do, we also like to end things off with a gratitude list. Gratitude, list, things we're grateful for. I am grateful for my new artist community, mm-hmm. uh, which definitely has been inspiring me so much. Uh, I'm grateful that even though we didn't talk about this, I went on a job interview, even though it wasn't because I'm tired of working at home for the day job type thing. Mm-hmm. And it just felt good to go to an office and I'm letting my brain go back to, you know what, we can go back to an office instead mm-hmm. of struggling through working at home. It's a bit more kind of like, I'm here to work now. Yes. Like when I, it's kind of the same thing, but like when I work, I, I go to my desk and when I, I try to bring my, my laptop onto the couch with me, I fuck around. Yeah. I still fuck around on my desk a lot, but at least I know this is the place where I work. Yeah, exactly. I get more stuff done there. Yeah. So it's, uh, and I am, this is it's not really breaking into me, whatever. And I am grateful that I went back to, I hadn't been to my meetings in a while. I don't know why, like two weeks. Uh, because I had a show and then it was just I didn't feel well the other week and I usually don't go that long without going to one uh, so I'm glad that last night I got to go again and be a part of and kind of you know feel that energy which is which is awesome yeah I'm grateful for my Vegas trip that was a good time um, I'm grateful for this past week because I've had a very good week <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um and then uh i'm grateful for health because whatever the fuck was going on with my left nut is taken care of now yes <laughs> my left nut the testicle fairy sex injuries like go figure yeah of course it would happen to me of all people um if you like this episode please follow us on social media you can follow me at dimitri wild on everything you can find me at j.maceo music and you can find the show at on twitter at a cosmic journ pod why because we couldn't afford the er ey ey (laughs) cosmic journer (laughs) and on instagram a cosmic journey pod of course yes any comments you have you can always email us as well at a cosmic uh, a cosmic journey pod at gmail.com we also have a facebook group we do starcy central we just have our first member actually join us nice some some person thanks for joining us thanks for joining uh but we have that because you can share memes with us uh, suggest articles and interact with us directly directly we have youtube also yes we do uh for all your audio listeners we also have youtube where you can find cosmic news uh jay's cosmic insights and all of our interview videos in video format of course yes and so i was reading this you can tell you put everything together so we're (laughs) on a new platform now we do um this this uh this show is no longer uh hosted on buzzsprout we switched over to anchor which is a little bit better uh more better yeah yeah so thank you anchor we will be uh thank you anchor probably doing ads for you soon since everyone i listen to that does anchor does ads for anchor (laughs) nice we'll do that we'll want to make sure that uh and wait where's the anchor did we say that uh, oh, you guys, it's nothing has changed. Everything's just on the same thing, but you can also uh, tip us. So that, that's a new option that, that Anchor has. And you can find the link to that at uh, anchor.fm slash a cosmic journey pod slash support. Um, you can find that link in the description as well. Yes. And uh, please rate, share, and subscribe. Do that. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. And as always, Godspeed, Godspeed Star Seeds. <laughs> that was a little off. <laughs>